everybody, it's Tim, one half of Horror Movie Yearbook, here with your Horror Hotline for August 8th, 2018. We are going to be recording tonight. We're going to be talking, Willie and I are going to be talking on the main podcast, the Horror Movie Yearbook podcast itself. We're going to be talking about David Cronenberg's The Brood. We both watched it recently. We both really love the the brood scene if you will uh so we're gonna be getting together tonight and recording that we would love to hear some of your feedback make sure to send us an email horrormovieyearbook at gmail.com you can get at us on twitter facebook instagram yeah any of those will work but we really love to hear from you so yeah horrormovieyearbook at gmail.com there's also our patreon page check it out you can donate as little as one dollar a month patreon.com backslash midwestpodnet check out all, all, all our other shows as well so i like to get sometimes i like to mix it up and get the plugging stuff out of the way uh really early but it's not even plugging we do really love to hear your feedback and i swear we're going to talk about it we'll talk about feedback tonight on the show we did not last time but let's jump into some news for today um patrick wilson harrison gilbertson to star in the netflix stephen king joe hill novella in the tall grass the next netflix adaptation this is a dead exclusive from deadline i'm just going to read off the story uh, a couple of the more pertinent parts of the story the Vis- vincenzo natalie directed thriller in the tall grass is getting underway in toronto for netflix and the film stars patrick wilson laisla de oliveria and harrison gilbertson Pick is, the picture is based on a short story by Stephen King and son Joe Hill that was published in Esquire magazine. Netflix acquired the underlying short story rights some time ago when James Marston was originally attached. Scheduling conflicts knocked him out of the lead role. Uh, Patrick Wilson, I think, is replacing James Marston. That's a eh, that's a pretty good switch out. Uh, I like both actors quite a bit. Uh, after here's the uh, here's kind of the plot summary synopsis whatever you want to call it after hearing a young boy's cry for help a sister and brother venture into a vast field of tall grass in kansas but soon discover there may may be no way out and that something evil lurks within the tall grass natalie best known for cube splice and most recently westworld well there's the james marston connection uh cube fantastic splice Maybe an acquired taste, but I really, really liked Splice uh, quite a bit. It's like a, uh, it's like a trashier version. It's got some species thrown in there. It's like a maybe a trashier, I guess, shape and shape of water, um, in some ways. It is the third Netflix collaboration with King, following Gerald's Game in 1922. 1922 I liked a lot Gerald's Game I loved loved Gerald's Game so uh, Netflix is two for two on King adaptations and honestly Hulu right now is one for one Uh, I don't think they've done anything else Uh, Netflix will release the film worldwide in 2019 I'm glad we're getting I mean I'm glad Stephen King uh, continues to be successful he needs it Uh, but no I'm glad we're starting to adapt uh, Joe Hill stuff with this in the lock and key news last week, I, I'm glad we're getting around to him. Joe Hill's got some good stuff. Uh, if you haven't read it, once again, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Read Strange Weather, his novella collection from last year. It's phenomenal. But The Fireman is also quite good. Yeah. Um, Horns, if you haven't, they, we, they have adapted Horns. Horns was, Horns was decent. I didn't mind the adaptation. Uh, the book is pretty good. So, um, 
yeah, 2019, this is when it's coming out. More Joe Hill news real quick. If um, Washington Post just posted a really interesting, kind of creepy article about how he believes an extra in the 1975 film Jaws might be the victim of an unsolved murder from 1974. Um... What, what is this case called? It's the uh, Lady in the Dunes case. Uh, basically, he's, he's hypothesized that the Lady in the Dunes, an unsolved murder from 1974 on Cape Cod, appears in the background of the film Jaws, just kind of as an extra walking around. You can find this on Washington Post. It's a tantalizing theory from Stephen King's son. Jaws holds the clue to an unsolved 1974 murder. It's a really interesting article. Just read it this morning. It's a quick wall. All right, next up. I don't feel as if I have celebrated this week. This week is the release of The Meg. And I don't feel as if I'm, I've been quite ready for it. In fact, I think you could probably go see it tomorrow night, Thursday night screenings. But I don't know. I don't know if I've... I've been ready for i don't know if i've gotten you the people ready for it this is the meg this is a big one folks this is our august this is our august horror movie we get one of these every year it seems and now it seems we get a shark movie every year a killer shark movie every year we've had the shallows we've had oh god what was it 47 meters down last year uh shallows quite good 47 47 meters down i could not see like the last 40 minutes of the movie it's the murkiest movie ever made some people love that movie i couldn't see jack in it but the hollywood reporter has an interview with director john turtletaub he's talking jaws and jurassic park influence here's uh just a couple of the quotes just to kind of give you idea what we're working with here this was the genre of movie that made me want to be a movie director I assume he means horror or thriller, but maybe he means shark movies. Um, in fact, I think he means shark movies. So he's he says it's the genre of movie, and then he says, Jaws was everything to me. It changed my life. So I guess by genre of movie, maybe he just means Jaws, uh, or maybe he's talking about aquatic killers, and he means Orca as well. That's what I'll say. I'll say Jaws and Orca inspired the director, John Turtletaub, who I believe did uh, National Treasure, if I recall correctly, to make movies. A lot of people compare the movie to Jaws and Jurassic Park, yet no one has ever compared me to Steven Spielberg, so I have no idea what this means, Turtletop joked, adding there are some similarities because Jurassic Park was so interesting because it's a time travel movie where the people don't travel through time, the monster does, and that's the same story here. So there you go. John Turtletop, director of The Meg, says it's just like Jaws and Jurassic Park, and I'm sure it's just as good. It's not what he's saying, but... Whatever. I'm being sassy this morning. Uh, executive producer Ryan Murphy announced that American Horror Story Coven is going to feature the return of Stevie Nicks, Tessa Farmiga, Gabrielle Sabide, Lily Robb, and Francis Conroy. Conroy, they'll all be returning for season 8 of the show, subtitled Apocalypse. This season is the long-awaited crossover between Murder House and Coven. I love I love that name, Murder House. I don't watch the show. Um, I, I've tried to think a couple times. It's just not my thing. But I did not realize Stevie Nicks was on the show. So maybe I've changed my mind now. So here we go. Here are the top five Stevie Nicks slash Fleetwood Mac songs sung by Stevie Nicks. This is what I've decided uh, on that. I Edge of 17, Landslide, The Chain, 
Gold Dust Woman, Rhiannon. I might take the chain out now that I think about it and maybe put Leather and Lace on there because that's a Stevie Nicks song. The chain is a Fleetwood Mac song. That's that's like that's like an all Fleetwood Mac song, if I recall correctly. So there you go. I think my favorite, if we're taking the chain out, it's probably... Oh boy, this is kind of tough. You know what? I'm going to go Landslide. And I also like the Smashing Pumpkin version of Landslide that came out, I was going to say, a few years back. But it's been a long time now. Uh, so yeah, that's it for the news today. Yeah, not much going on. Um, let's check and see real quick if MoviePass is dead or not. Uh, I'm going to open up right now. Oh, good. Uh, updates to my MoviePass plan. You asked, we listen. We're suspending ticket verification, <laughs> verification and peak pricing, as well as adding many first-run movies. Your new clan will include three standard movies a month for $9.99 and a $5 discount on additional... Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I guess I accept these charges. Whatever. Oh, I can rate my last movie now on the app. This is really exciting. Wow. Movie Pass continues to kill it. So, yeah, they're not dead. I can go see Darkest Minds today if I want, whenever I want. Oh, Dog Days. Is that the movie about the dogs? I think it is. I think it's a talking dog movie. Uh, Equalizer 2. I've still not seen The Equalizer 2. Incredible. Mission Impossible. Yeah, I can see. I can see all of them. Ex I can even see. I can even game the system. I think and see Mission Impossible Fallout, which I've already seen. Why is it allowing me to do that? Who knows? But Movie Pass lives. This is so exciting. Um. So yeah, it continues to live once again. All right, I'm gonna make this a quick one today. I gotta get to work. Um, make sure send us some feedback. Let me know. Let us know what you think of. Really everything we do. Horrormovieyearbook at gmail.com. Horrormovieyearbook at gmail.com. Check out our other podcast, The Preacher Podcast, Gone to Texas. Just dropped a new episode recently. But yeah, that's it. Tomorrow I am working on, for the rest of the week, I'm working on a kind of Fantasia Fest wrap-up. I'm going to put together the top five movies I'm most excited about coming out of the festival. Uh, there's some really cool stuff that debuted there. And I want to talk about it. And then Friday I'm working on a review for The Devil and Father Amorth, the new William Friedkin documentary. And then I'm going to preview some of the upcoming releases for the weekend. I'll get to Castle Rock. I know it comes out late tonight. I will get to Castle Rock probably on Monday. My review of Castle Rock on Monday. Still, I put together, I put out a review of episode 4. On this past Monday, uh, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was the best episode yet. So you can check that out. It's kind of a recap review um, of Castle Rock. But yeah, that's it for today. Quick one today. Everybody, have a good one. Thank you again for listening. Really do appreciate it. And I will see you tomorrow. <laughs>